0: If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to
1: trend, trend, trend,
0: trend it out on Froggy 92.9.
1: 11 high school football teams, 11 from Sonoma County, will be going for championships in their respective divisions. So the playoffs start this Friday and Saturday. Windsor is the number two seed in Division three. And we'll take on College Park this Friday.
2: Windsor finished the season with an impressive eight and two record, and that's really awesome. Yeah. And St. Vincent is number one seed in Division Seven, and will face Hoopa Valley on Saturday afternoon. You know, I played football when I was in high school. There is nothing like high school playoff time, and rooting for everybody in Sonoma County. And hope you get to be victorious.
1: Do you remember when they were in the Windsor Day Parade that we were emceeing, and we read on the piece of paper there there are two and zero, and they yelled at us. We're 3-0! Oh. We're 3-0! Oh. Get it right! <laughs> and because of that tenacity,
2: because of that pride, exactly. they're going to the playoffs. Congratulations to everybody in Sonoma County going to the high school playoffs. We're rooting for you.
1: Yes, it, it was really exciting to see and see so much school spirit surrounding Windsor High School. Uh, well hot and ready, Krispy Kreme is celebrating election day, which is today by the way by offering all guests a free original glazed donut again, that's today uh, so all you gotta do is simply swing by your local Krispy Kreme, which is you know, probably the one on Redwood and Roner Park uh, on your way to the polls on election day for a free glazed donuts no purchase necessary if you need an extra incentive to vote, you have one now uh, you don't even have to go in and have an I voted sticker, but you know, obviously, Tanner and I hope that you do, and uh, you get a free donut.
2: Well, thankfully, we don't need the I voted sticker because I voted yesterday, okay. and I got rid of the sticker already. So, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go to Krispy Kreme get some, you know, a sprinkled donut. Uh, here's an excuse to round up your friends and family and plan a trip to Vegas. Keith Urban has a new residency at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas. Days don't So Keith Urban's previous one at Caesars Palace was cut short due to the pandemic, and Keith said, quote, I love the sort of club arena vibe. I think that room already has a bit more of that rock and roll spirit, so I'll be making the most of that. And what can we expect as concert goers? Keith says that he's hoping to strike a happy middle ground between flashy production and a simple performance-driven show. Keith Urban's Las Vegas residency will be the first half of March, then pick up the last few weeks of June, tickets go on sale Saturday, and more details froggy 929com
0: Amber and Tanner on Froggy 92.9. The show that's much like a morning show. Roughly speaking, Amber and Tanner in the morning on Froggy 92.9.
2: Headline in a haystack. Tannery's headlines. Amber tells us which one is a lie. Cause it's headline in a haystack. Three headlines, one of them is real. Can Amber identify the headline in a haystack? The record for 2022. Amber has guessed the headline in a haystack correctly 46 times. I have fooled her 45 times, and I'm currently on a three game winning streak. Whew. You've done it. You fooled me. Uh, it's the comeback tour, <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it. Uh, today it's the banning holiday edition, and Amber, let's see how you do. Headline number one, mistletoes banned from university campus. Headline number two, eggnog banned in Wisconsin city. And headline number three, anti-holiday bar opens in New York city.
1: <sighs> um, hmm. huh. I kind of like the last one, so I'm going to go with that. Even though I feel like it's unlikely, I'll go with anti-holiday bar.
0: You're a mean one. That's correct. Mr. Grinch.
2: Yep, that is the headline in a haystack. Oh, cool.
1: Okay, so it's a bar that's like, no Christmas.
2: Exactly. Christmas, not around here. Okay, so
1: how does that work?
2: So the New York Post claims an anti-holiday bar has opened in New York City. It's called Jingle Hells features a Christmas tree with flasks (laughs) and the heads of Santa's reindeer mounted like hunting trophies on the wall. Oh my. And a pianist sings dirty Christmas carols while a creepy Santa is taking pictures with customers. And the bar has been packed ever since it opened a few weeks ago.
1: Okay, honestly, I feel like there's still some Christmas spirit in there. Right? Uh, They're not doing their full job, but it does sound cool.
2: It's like, no, we, we don't have Christmas here, but yeah, maybe we have a Christmas tree here and some <laughs> reindeers and maybe some eggnog in the back. And lots of Santa heads.
1: <laughs> in a
0: You're listening to Amber and Tanner in the Morning on Froggy 92.9.
1: So did anyone see the full moon lunar eclipse this morning? And, you know, do you think the full moon has an effect on people? What do you think this new season of your life, what does it mean? Uh, So if you didn't know, a blood moon occurred from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. Eastern time. So it's pretty much already at full totality now. It's a normal moon. (laughs) Uh, But this total lunar eclipse turned into like a reddish orange color thanks to the light from our planet's sunrise and sunset. So the sun, the earth, the moon were perfectly aligned. Now, according to NASA, the next blood moon won't happen for another three years until 2025. So if you got to see it, it was something special. I didn't see it.
2: I didn't see it when I came into work this morning because you and I were talking about it off the air yesterday. When I went to get in my car, I looked up and I was like, well, I don't see anything. Looks like I missed it. (laughs) We missed it. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: I did try to get up this morning and go outside but I opened my door and I was like it's raining I'm not going out there this early (laughs) and it's cold
2: I don't need to see it that bad (laughs)
1: hopefully we're alive in 2025 and we could try to see something like this again uh so Tanner I know you didn't see it and I know you don't believe in things like this but I I did send you this like moon omen for you specifically and for other Virgos out there yeah and I know you read it What do you think about it? Do you resonate with any of this? Do you think there's going to be a new season of your life thanks to this full blood moon?
2: Yeah, so typically I don't believe in blood moons or horoscopes or anything like that, but I'm trying not to be arrogant about it. I'm trying to be open (laughs) to it. And you did send me this thing and it kind of resonated with me a little bit. It says, Dear Virgo, this event will inspire you to revolutionize the way you attribute meaning to your experiences. These days, you could feel a sudden urge to expand your horizons, explore new dimensions of life and consciousness to discover what the world can offer you beyond your immediate environment. Okay. And I'm sitting here all like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm open to new experiences. Yeah. I-, I think everybody should be.
1: And, you know, like I've told you before, these are just interesting ways to kind of look at life. Mine says something about there's like, there's going to be an important shift in my professional role, public image, ambitions, and career. So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to start, you know, looking at reevaluating some things and... Uh, just reimagine my career. I yeah. don't know. It's I just like, like an that. interesting way to think about it, right?
2: I re- what I really liked about mine is it, apparently I'm going to contact myself with my personal truth and my authentic self. So I'm like, what does that mean? Because I'm pretty much myself. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we've got Elizabeth from NAP on the phone. Elizabeth, you said you used to do something really funny when you were a kid, like with the full moon. What What did you do?
2: When I was a kid, I used to bark at it. <laughs> I just go out and go, oh, and then I go back inside.
0: Catching the, catching the, with these guys you just make my morning you guys are my morning pickup Amber and Tanner every morning today's country froggy 92.9
2: what's the funniest or weirdest thing you've seen at a theme park and by the way bonus points if it's Disneyland <laughs> so Amber and I were talking last week about how I'm going to Disneyland for the very first time and I got a message on Instagram that made me die laughing. And the message said, Disneyland is amazing for people watching. Sometimes it gets more wild than Walmart. Oh. I love it.
1: So you're going to sit on a bench, eat some Dole Whip, and watch people?
2: Yeah, I'm going to have binoculars on. (laughs) I'm like, I want someone to do something weird. Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, I have uh, my friend Sydney. uh, She's a regular. She goes to Disneyland a lot. She Probably has some great tips for you. Maybe the best places you can sit and people watch. I don't know.
2: I, I got to know the good benches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my girlfriend's family, who I'm going with, is like, "Tanner, why aren't you going on any rides?" i be like, "I'm riding the ride of life right now." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, Amber, I know you haven't been to Disneyland. You've been to Disney World. But have you ever seen something strange at a an amusement park before?
1: Uh, the the worst thing I've ever seen was like a ride getting stuck or people getting stuck on rides. Mm. Like, there was a malfunction. Luckily, I've had great experiences at theme parks. Water parks, however, different story. You know my... Fears of water parks and things like that, so I won't go into that.
2: Amber got yelled at by a lifeguard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it, it t- kind of ruined my uh, water park experience. Yeah. So I think
2: that there's nothing to worry about when you go to Disneyland. You're going to have a great time. I appreciate that. You know, I've seen something weird at a water park, too. Oh, I remi-
1: see? Water parks are bad.
2: There's something going on about water parks because I was by this slide at a water park back home in Washington and the slide's a little sketchy a little suspicious and i saw someone go over the slide they fell out of the slide and the weird thing is is they were okay because there was uh you know like a padded area underneath it and i thought to myself how many people are falling out of this that you just (laughs) went and got a pad for it
1: yeah i'm they definitely should deconstruct that ride absolutely uh, water parks are dangerous man
2: i gotta say you gotta look out (laughs) uh kendra from ronard park what did you see at a theme park
1: Yeah, my sister and i We rode the same ride like nine different times because I wanted to smile for the picture. And, um, well, there was a guy sitting next to me who just absolutely hated roller coasters. Before the ride even started, this guy passed out. Oh, my. The only
0: morning show in my life. Amber and Tanner. I
1: listen all morning long.
0: Froggy 92.9. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9.
1: Some more sad details are surfacing around, you know, surrounding singer-songwriter Aaron Carter's death and uh, the effect that social media had on him and his mental health. So I do really want to talk about that today. Uh, If you didn't know, Aaron Carter passed away this past weekend, uh, and he was in and out of rehab therapy sessions up until his death, but apparently missed his last scheduled appointment last Friday. Uh, So sources say his fiance, Melanie Martin uh, told TMZ that she was desperately trying to get him help after, you know, they had their on and off relationship. They have a son together. His name is Prince. Um, But Aaron tried to really keep her and their son in the dark about his struggles with addiction and mental health. But back in September, Uh, Melanie signed Aaron up for outpatient rehab. Uh, He agreed to go through the program and he was actually supposed to have that online session on Friday evening, but was a no show. Uh, So the facility reached out to Melanie. She broke the tragic news to them. And, you know, I, I was a big fan of Aaron. So I was doing some research and watching interviews that Aaron had done before his death. And, you know, he was mostly talking about how awful people were treating him, especially on social media. And he talked about the comments he would have to read. And he had tears in his eyes and was just com- just terribly hurt. And, you know, like I said, as a fan of Aaron and as someone who has to deal with this same kind of treatment on social media... I have to say, like, what you say to a person, especially on social media, has such a huge impact. It has a huge impact on them. It has an impact on people who read that negativity. And these are things you would not say to a person's face. Be honest. You wouldn't. So you wouldn't tell a person to their face that it looks like they're diseased and dying. And that's the kind of comments that Aaron was getting. Um, You wouldn't say it. To their face, so why would you say it on social media? And you know, I, I say this, and I didn't grow up in the spotlight like Aaron Carter did. I did not deal with any of the same issues that Aaron did, but I absolutely understand the impact that words have on a person, especially on social media. And you know, the research suggests that you know increased hours on the line may be associated with all these cyberbullying behaviors. So social media brings out the worst part of ourselves. So if you find yourself, you know, spending too much time on social media or on your phone and you feel yourself wanting to say something hateful or negative, even to a person you've never met or know, just log off, put your phone down, go for a rock, read a book, don't press send. You don't want that one comment you make on social media to have detrimental
0: effects to a person. Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. You, you, you pretty good at trivia? Is this a question? Once you stop testing yourself, you get slow. Answer my question or you'll be standing, standing tall before
1: the man. 67% of women say this is their most prized possession. What do you think it is?
2: Here's clue number one. It may be expensive. Here's another clue, leather. And here is your final clue. It is not shoes. What do you think it is? Evan from Runner Park, what is your guess for today's Mindbender?
0: Man, I gotta say a
1: uh, purse. Evan, you're spot on. That's correct. Yeah!
2: Yay! <laughs> Evan, my man, you are going to see Whiskey Myers at the San Jose Civic on November 12th. Who are you going to bring with you? Uh, you know I gotta bring my wife.
1: Well, is that who you buy that expensive leather purse for?
0: How'd you know? How
2: did
1: I know? I'm looking at mine right now. Well, congratulations, Evan. You're going to Whiskey Myers. thanks to Which Morning Show?
0: Froggy 92.9, Amber and Tanner. The record-breaking Powerball jackpot continues to grow. Could
1: get close to $2 billion by Wednesday night. Are you going to win?
2: Hope you held on to your Powerball lottery ticket because lottery officials did delay the $1.9 billion Powerball drawing last night because of a quote, participating lottery had issues processing sales. And the winning numbers were just announced a few minutes ago and no winner has been announced.
1: Okay, so if you still need those winning numbers, we have them right here for you. So get out your ticket, look at it closely, and listen closely. Uh, So Monday night's winning numbers were 10, 33, 41, 47, and 56 with a Powerball of 10.
2: I hope someone in their car listening on the Froggy 92.9 app is like,
1: yes! (laughs) I'm a billionaire! I mean, this is like, what, the biggest jackpot in history?
2: Absolutely. Okay. It is the biggest in history. Uh, I'm hoping someone didn't win it because I want to see how big it could possibly get.
1: That'd be be crazy, but I'm sure someone won, even though it was like a 1 in 200 billion dollar chance someone would win or something crazy like that.
2: So let's set up a hypothetical right now. You just won one of the largest jackpots in history but the rules have changed with that money you have to sign papers stating you'll start your own charity organization or donate to one you care about okay and, so
1: this is fake this, this is not an actual this is make-believe. okay make believe this does
2: not exist you don't have
1: to donate to charity if you win <laughs> guys the
2: money's all mine <laughs> uh amber who are you helping and why
1: um the leukemia and lymphoma society it's a something that's just really personally important to me. Uh, So their mission is to cure leukemia, lymphoma, Hodgkin's lymphoma, melanoma, you know, and just improve the quality of life of patients and their family. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society really helped my mom when she was going through lymphoma. Um. So I've worked with them before. Tanner and I personally have worked with, yeah. you know, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So I want to continue and help their mission. But what about you? Uh, mine is
2: uh, a charity and organization that directly supports Sonoma County. Mine is the First Responders Resiliency, Inc. So if you haven't heard about them, they are working on building their first responders resiliency center in Katani right now. They have the land. They're just working on uh, building actual properties. And you might have seen them at Country Summer this last year because a portion of all ticket sales for Country Summer went to them. And they help first responders with PTSD. They give first responders resources and basically anything they need. And here in Sonoma County, we've dealt with so many natural disasters and everything you could imagine. And so that's what I would donate towards.
1: They're they're doing a a fantastic job and there's so many great charities out there. So we wanted to hear from you.
2: We got some great responses on our froggy Facebook page.
1: Here's what you said. Uh, Amber, not me, uh, said 100% create my own. She said, I've always wanted to start my own shelter and clinic.
2: Amy from Santa Rosa said autism speaks.
1: And uh looks like a lot of people are saying that they would donate to St.
0: Jude, which is very sweet. Here we go. It's a brand new day. Sonoma County wakes up with Amber and Tanner on Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the Morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9.
2: Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're going to talk to Rebecca. Rebecca went out to dinner with her friend over the weekend, and Barry Martindale is going to try to convince her that she was very rude. Hello? Hi, is this Rebecca? I uh, guess speaking. It's Barry Martindale of Martindale & Johnson Attorney Services here. I'm calling you because you went out to dinner with your friend Sammy over the weekend, right? Yes. I have an understanding that you sent your plate back at the restaurant because your food was too salty?
0: That's what this
2: is about? I,
0: I did. Did something happen?
2: You want to know who is salty, your friend Sammy, because you embarrassed her so bad, and that's why she called me to confront you about this situation.
0: Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> that's... Wait, it's my friend? I thought maybe you're calling from the restaurant that something happened with the restaurant. I
2: No, you embarrass oh. your friend because she doesn't want to be associated for what she calls a Karen. A what? A Karen. A
0: Karen? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't want
1: to waste the money on it, but they were fine. They were really nice. And she said she wouldn't do that. Are you kidding me?
2: I spoke to the owner of the restaurant. He informed me that you were very rude to the servers of his restaurant about this whole ordeal. So what we need you to do is we need you to formally apologize to the restaurant and pay your friend Sammy for the entire meal. And also, I'm going to slap a $200 fine on you.
1: Wait a minute. First Sound off, fair? I wasn't,
0: I wasn't rude. I wasn't it was not that big of a deal and why would my friend do this to me and how can you how can i be fined on top of And why would she
1: just call me i don't understand why she would contact
2: a lawyer you're gonna owe me 274 dollars and 30 cents by the end of the week okay i mean she seemed
0: fine when we said goodbye i This sounds so extreme. You've been Martindale.
2: My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the Morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute.
0: Wait a minute. What is...
1: Does she have a dispute with me? (laughs) No. Oh, what is going on? She just
2: wanted to mess with you this
0: morning.
1: She's an idiot. Why is she doing What is wrong with her? Does she not have anything else going on? Oh, my God.
0: Listen to Amber and Tanner in the Morning every weekday at 7.55 for the Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale. On Froggy 92.9.
1: So, what is something you'd want someone to bring you when you wake up in the morning? So, I was woken up by my fiancé on Saturday morning. The Georgia Bulldogs were playing. Uh, It was very important that I get up early and get my Georgia Bulldog spirit on. Yeah, you got to do that. Which, by the way, we won. We beat Tennessee, baby. The number one
2: team in the nation. (laughs) I watched that game and I was rooting for you.
1: Well, my fiancé woke me up, which... He said it was coffee, and he said, hey, babe, I know your dad used to always bring you coffee in bed in the morning, so I'm doing the same thing for you. But I grabbed the cup, and the cup was cold, (laughs) like freezing. I was like, okay. And I took a sip. I was like, oh. That's liquor. That's liquor. <laughs> it was It was actually a mimosa. Okay. It was a mimosa, and I was just like, I would rather have had coffee when I wake up. Why did you bring me this? He's what like, an we, interesting we surprise. Come. I know. Like, uh, you
2: expect coffee. It was cold. Oh, ice coffee, perhaps? <laughs> That's sweet. That's an extra effort. Nope. Mimosa.
1: Because he has said that he's going to get up one morning and fix me, like, a fancy coffee, so I thought it was coming, but turns out, whoo! I was like, I was not expecting that when I woke up. Uh, So Tanner, where are you on this? Like if someone were to wake you up in the morning with something, maybe it's coffee, maybe it is a mimosa, what would it be for you?
2: It would be bacon. (laughs) Easily. That sounds great. If I won the lottery, I would get a bacon butler that would bring me bacon to my bed every single morning. Mm. Honestly, even just the smell of bacon in my apartment will wake me up.
1: You're starting to sound like Michael Scott right now. (laughs) <laughs> or he, he wants to turn on the bacon thing and then he burns his foot butt. outside of
2: bed. <laughs> that would probably be me. But uh, yeah, if someone could just hand feed me bacon when I wake up, I, w- I would love you forever.
1: Well, if anyone hasn't seen that office, office episode, you need to go watch The Office because
2: it's essential.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's necessary. We did ask on our Instagram that froggy92.9. Uh, what would you want someone to bring you to bed in the mornings?
2: <laughs> I like what Sierra from Katadi said. She said vodka and a puppy.
1: Okay, puppy. I like that too. I like that a lot. I don't know if I could handle vodka. I could barely handle the mimosa. But Olivia from Windsor has said coffee, breakfast in bed, a kitten, and she said a million dollars. That's a big ask, Olivia. But
2: uh, Olivia's got it going it. on. Yeah. Uh, and Caitlin from Runner Park said, yes, mimosas, plural.
1: Plural on that one.
0: Up curtain mall with Amber and Tanner. Good morning. Today's Country, Froggy 92.9. I am on a journey to
2: become a world-class chef. And when I moved to Sonoma County, I only knew how to make mac and cheese, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And since then, I feel like I've made some progress, but if I'm being honest, not as much as I'd like. Uh, If a world-class chef was five stars, I'd probably give myself one and a half stars. I thought you moved it up. i I thought you were two at least you know i I, i've been messing up a lot in the kitchen lately so i've moved it back down all right but you know i'm getting there and amber i'm about to face my biggest challenge yet on my journey to become a world-class chef we're talking about thanksgiving okay i'm cooking thanksgiving at home this year sounds challenging and i'm really stressed about the multitasking but i'm even more worried about cooking the bird aka the turkey Have so, you, so dramatic. Have you ever cooked-
1: A.K.A. the turkey, it, which it is dramatic yeah. because it's a very difficult thing
2: to cook. I'm really stressed out about it. Amber, have you ever cooked a Thanksgiving turkey before?
1: No. My fiance has, yeah. and he could probably give you some advice. We've fried a turkey. We've roasted. We've done all the things to a turkey. And there is some- very, very specific things you have to do because you don't want it to be dry in certain places. It's a big, th- it's a big thing to cook.
2: And that's why I, I am so doing. stressed about it because I've never cooked a turkey. I've <laughs> never had the confidence to do it. Watch I've- a lot of Ina Garten.
1: Barefoot Contessa on Food Network. Ooh. She's got some great tips.
2: You know, you'd think I'd watch more Food Network trying to become a world-class chef. I've never watched a minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a minute I, w- I would love to fry the turkey, but I just don't have those capabilities, so I'm going to be putting it in the oven. And I guess uh, the thing I need to know and what I've learned from other people is just to cook it slow to keep it moist, but it's still a science that I can't figure out.
1: Yeah, and some people stuff the turkey, some people do it later. I I don't actually really
2: know how it works so I cannot help you. Is there a time when you're supposed to take out the giblets? What time is that? We, we don't know. Uh, Haley from Santa Rosa, what do I need to know about cooking a turkey for the first time?
1: I'd get it out of the freezer, let it thaw a bit, the day before Thanksgiving I'd debutter butter it, stuff it, some
0: carrots, some beer. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9 Froggy 90.
2: Wendy from Santa Rosa, are you ready to compete against Amber in the Amber Showdown? Oh, yeah. This is how it works. We're going to ask you five rapid-fire questions. Amber will be outside the studio so she can't hear them. Wendy, once you're done, we're going to bring Amber back into the studio and see how the two of you score. All right. Wendy, you want to talk some smack to Amber for a half a point bonus?
0: Oh, Amber, I don't think I'm not great at this, but I'm going to try to make you go down, babe. That
1: was pretty good. Pretty
2: good. Amber's running out of the studio. Her record is 549 wins and 46 losses. Here is question number one. Chris Evans is People Magazine's sexiest man alive. Who was the sexiest man alive last year? Was it Paul Rudd, Luke Bryan, or Jason Momoa? Uh,
1: Jason Momoa?
2: Incorrect question two. Keith Urban is kicking off a Las Vegas residency in March. Who is Keith Urban married to?
1: The redhead. Oh, God. Oh, my God, I see her face. <laughs> I'm just going to call her the pretty redhead.
2: Uh, that is not the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> so we're going to have to keep moving on. <laughs> Krispy Kreme donut shops are offering free donuts today on Election Day. There's one Krispy Kreme in Sonoma County. What city is it located in? The Rotor Park. Correct. Question 4. Luke Bryan let some shirtless guy dance on stage with him last Saturday. Who is Luke Bryan co-hosting with on the CMA's Tomorrow Night?
0: I don't know that, but I saw that clip. That
2: that's that's okay. We'll move on to the next one. Ryan Reynolds says he's a huge Swifty. A Swifty is a fan of who?
1: Taylor Swift.
2: That is correct. I'm going to bring Amber back in. <laughs> What is up, Amber? Including her half a point bonus. Wendy from Santa Rosa got (laughs) two and a half out of five today.
1: Hello, Wendy. Hello, Amber. How'd it go? Not very well, babe. (laughs) We'll see what happens.
2: All right. Question one. Chris Evans is People Magazine's sexiest man alive. Who was the sexiest man alive last year? Was it Paul Rudd, Luke Bryan, or Jason Momoa? I believe it was Paul Rudd. I believe that is correct. (laughs) Wendy from Santa Rosa got that incorrect. Amber, you're up one to zero. Question two, Keith Urban is kicking off a Las Vegas residency in March. Who is Keith Urban married to?
1: Nicole Kidman.
2: That is correct. (laughs) Wendy from Santa Rosa said that pretty little redhead, right, Wendy? Yes. (laughs) Amber, you're now up two to zero. Question three, Krispy Kreme donut shops are offering free donuts today on election day. There is one Krispy Kreme in Sonoma County. What city is it located in? Broner Park. That is correct. Wendy also got that correct. Amber, you're now up three to one. Question four, Luke Bryan let some shirtless guy dance on stage with him on Saturday. Who is Luke Bryan co-hosting with on the CMAs tomorrow night? Peyton Manning. That is correct. Wendy got that incorrect. Amber, you're up four to one. And here's question number five for the clean sweep. Ryan Reynolds says he's a huge Swifty. A Swifty is a fan of who? Taylor Swift. Perfect five out of five for Amber compared to Wendy from Santa Rosa's two and a half out of five. Wendy, so sorry you are not the champion of the Amber showdown, and you gotta say the phrase.
0: I'm not smarter than Amber, as
1: you can tell. <laughs> but Amber, you no. kicked booty. We're still giving you those tickets to the Chase Center on November 19th to see Carrie Underwood.
2: Oh okay, thank you. Ooh. Wendy from Santa Rosa, oh. you're going to see Carrie Underwood, thanks to Which Morning Show?
0: Soggy92.9, Amber
1: than Tanner. Do you know someone at work? Do you know anyone who's just constantly passive-aggressive about stuff? you know instead of confronting you or being up front, they just end up being like really sneaky or mean? Well, according to a new poll, most of us do have co-workers like that.
2: Oh yeah, I think you'll get people who are like that anywhere you go, even outside of work.
1: I thought you were going to say, I think you're like that.
2: I was like, whoa. <laughs> Amber, you are a meanie. But, no, well, I definitely
1: do a couple of things on this list. Um, there, you know, A lot of people are saying this is a problem they have at their workplace, but we've got the five most common passive-aggressive things that people do at work, and let us know if any of these resonate with you.
2: And number five, being dishonest, just lying about people you don't like.
1: Number four, being sarcastic in a mean way. Like, oh, yeah, I think that's a brilliant plan.
2: <laughs> do you have to say it with that voice, too?
1: Brilliant plan. <laughs> I don't know. That's like my sarcastic <laughs> kind of voice. That's pretty good. Great
2: idea. <laughs> uh, number three, giving people the silent treatment, disengaging instead of confronting them about stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, I do this all the time.
2: You know I'm mad I don't want to talk to
1: you. I'm just like, get out of my face.
2: If Amber and I are ever mad at each other, we just like, We'll look at each other and not say anything for a couple of days. I don't even
1: look at you. Yeah, look <laughs> away. Uh, the number two, that oh, sorry, where was I? Uh, Passageways, things that people do at work. Number two, complaints and resentment. Like if your coworker was a jerk last week, and you go to your boss and you complain about something totally unrelated, like you're just like Tanner has the messiest desk ever, and I'm just like mad at you because you told me that I was a meanie or something. I don't know.
2: He brought in McDonald's and it kind of stunk.
1: He's stinking up the whole place.
2: I don't know. It's like really <laughs> hard for me to be mean. Uh, number one on the list is gossiping or talking behind somebody's back. 54% of people said it's something they see a lot and I think that's common in every workplace. Yeah.
1: You know, I think we're all guilty of it and I think we're all guilty of uh, these things. Uh, but Tanner, like when is the time you've come across something that was like extremely passive-aggressive or can you even think of anything right now?
2: I'm trying to... I can't either. Well, one time, maybe this isn't passive-aggressive. I had a person throw a coffee at me once when I was starting in my radio
0: career. I
1: think that's just straight aggression. That's just straight
2: aggression.
0: Yeah. Amber, and <laughs> Amber and Tanner. Amber and Tanner.
1: In between sips of coffee. Good morning. Good morning. I just love the
0: show. Froggy 92.9.